of us are created to do something and all of us are created with a dream. And so you have something that you are created to do. And it's so important that you find that thing that you are created to do, because when you begin living that thing that you were created to do, you are filling your role and your piece of the greater narrative of the greater story. And that makes it a better story as a whole. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Our very special co-host today is Corey Copeland. He's the editor-in-chief of Bedlam Magazine. Hey, Corey. What's going on, guys? It's a pleasure to have you. And of course, we're really excited because today we get to talk with Melissa Hawks, a personal friend and just someone who's really inspired me recently with her Mutiny of Dreamers Kickstarter campaign and the book that she's working on. Of course, Melissa Hawks dreams mutiny and creates stories. She believes that story changes us and love redeems story. And Melissa recently, as we mentioned, had amazing success with the Mutiny of Dreamers Kickstarter campaign. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then she's also a writer for Bedlam Magazine. Melissa, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jared. I'm so excited to be here with you again today. Awesome. So, Melissa, you've uh, been all over and doing some really cool stuff, and we're going to get to that. But first, you know this is coming. We ask everybody this. What's the best concert that you have ever been to? Oh, okay. Well, I actually went to two concerts on this trip, and Corey's going to shoot me because one of the concerts that I went to was Knox Hamilton, which is his brother's band, and he actually played with him. And nobody plays a tambourine like Corey does, okay? I'm just going to tell you right now. It's got to be true. Like, you think that you have seen a tambourine played, or maybe you're like, no, I've actually never seen a tambourine played before. But you have not seen a tambourine played until you've seen Corey Copeland play the tambourine, okay? So that was pretty amazing. (laughs) But I have to tell you this as well. It was in this kind of hipster venue, and it was very cool, and everyone there was mostly between the ages of like 21 and 25. And so I'm a little old to be there, right? <laughs> so it was pretty good. That I mean, they were amazing. Knox Hamilton was amazing. But then I also had the chance to go to see the New York Philharmonic about a week ago when I was in New York as well. So I think that maybe that one was, I don't want to say that it was better. It was just different. Both of them were really great. So Very unique experiences. All right, so we're going to segue from that and some honking in the background. I don't think that's a tambourine, right? That's a different instrument. So we're going to go into finish this sentence, and Melissa will give you the beginning of a sentence if you'd be willing to finish it, and then a short reason why. And I'll tell you what, Corey, would you kick us off? Yeah, absolutely. Now, the secret to peeling an apple in one long curly strip, I heard you're good at that, Melissa. What is the secret to that? Well, you have to take it slow. You have to take it very, very slow. So I am not very good at taking things slowly. So peeling apples is something I probably need to do more of. All right. Melissa, the next finish this sentence, and this one's, uh, it's on the minds of all the listeners here at Star of the Doubts. Curse words are... Something that I use fairly often, but haven't used my entire life. Sometimes I put asterisks in them when I use them on Twitter. Would you like me to keep going? (laughs) no not on the podcast okay great (laughs) okay so finish this sentence for us here i've heard you mention this a few different times but six inch heels and french girl hair is a recipe for what well the first word that comes to mind is disaster but it is also a recipe for a great evening out i would say but also it's a recipe for tripping because six inch heels, when I'm wearing them, is always going to end up with me tripping over something. 
wow, I almost just took us in a really, really tragic direction. All right. <laughs> you know, I can't relate to the six of chills. I don't know, Corey, can you relate to that? I don't want to talk about it, Jared. Thank you. Doug. Okay. Fa- hey, fair enough. All right. We'll keep this focused on Melissa as we should. All right. So Melissa, it's possible that some of the listeners aren't familiar with you and your work, and that's a shame. And we're going to fix that tonight. For those that don't know who you are and what you're up to, you did something amazing recently called the Mutiny of Dreamers, and it's still a work in progress. But for those that don't know, what is the Mutiny of Dreamers? Sure. So Mutiny of Dreamers is this project that I've been working on in probably about two and a half months ago. I did a Kickstarter that was a 14 day Kickstarter and I launched it so that I could do a 40 day road trip across the country. And the point of the road trip was for me to be able to interview several different people all the way across the country. Originally, it was going to be 40 people. That changed a little bit. 40 people is a lot of people to interview in 40 days, especially when they're not all in one place. When you're going across the country and you're traveling, that's a lot of people to talk to. And the point of talking to all these people and interviewing all of them is this book that I'm writing of the same name, Mutiny of Dreamers. And each of these people are dreamers. They're all people who have been pursuing dreams that have a dream that has taken them on a journey and they are doing the thing that they've dreamed about doing. And so all of their dreams have impacted my life in some way. Maybe it's what they've created has impacted my life. Maybe it's what they do has impacted my life, or maybe it's the conversations we've had, the interactions that we've had has impacted my life. And so I did a Kickstarter. I launched that and that was successfully funded. And then two weeks after that was successfully funded, I went ahead and started on the trip. And that is just finishing up now. I'm actually in Austin right now for a couple weeks rest. And that's really difficult to resting. And so, and I'm begun working on the book. I'm looking down right now at the floor and it's just a sea of post-it notes where I have all of the events of the past really year and a half laid out there. I'm ready to be organized into chapters for the book. That's really inspiring. I do want to know, because you and I have talked about it a little bit, Melissa, but where did this come from? Like, What inspired you to want to travel and to talk about this particular subject with so many different people? And Because it seems fairly exhausting, just to be completely honest with you, with that much traveling, that much, I guess, interaction with so many different people. What inspired you to want to do this? What inspired you to want to take this trip? Well, actually, there was someone who inspired me to want to do this. And it's actually someone that Jared knows. I met him the last time that I saw Jared almost a year ago in Las Vegas at New Media Expo, which is a conference for podcasters and bloggers and different types of media. And so I met this man and his name is Peter Billingham. And he is one of the most wonderful human beings you will ever meet. And he's also one of the greatest storytellers you will ever meet. And he sat down next to me before a morning event that actually Jared was hosting one of Jared's morning events. And he just began talking to me and telling me that he was getting ready to take a pilgrimage across the Camino in Spain. And he was going to take 40 days and he was going to do this. And as he was talking, it just made me begin to think that I needed to do something like this. There were a lot of things happening in my life. I was going through a really difficult time. I was going through a divorce at the time. There were a lot of other things happening. And I knew that I needed to find a way to refocus my life and kind of come back to myself. And people talk a lot about finding themselves. It was less about finding myself as more just a coming back to who I really was. And so I was talking to him about it and I said, 
Peter, this is really amazing. It's very inspiring to me. I'd love to do something like that, but I can't walk across Spain by myself and I can't take 40 days out of my life. And he said, how many days do you have, Melissa? And I was like, well, I actually know the answer to this question. And I had just finished working through this interactive journal that Starbucks had put out several years ago called Five Years, where you look intentionally at your life. And one of the pages had an equation on it where you figured out how many days you have left in your life, which is kind of a traumatizing thing if you actually think about it. (laughs) And so if there's no act of God or something like that, I had about 16,000 days left. And I told him this and he said, what is 40 among all of those? Why not you? Why not now? And those words just kept sticking with me. And so I left that and he had said, you need to email me and tell me what you're going to do. And I started thinking, what would my pilgrimage look like? And for me, what has always been healing and what has always kind of helped me refocus on who I really am is people. I love people and people are something that recharge me being with them and being in relationship with them and interacting with them. So I decided back in January that at some point this year, I was going to do a pilgrimage of people. And I kind of threw together a list of what that would look like. And then I put it on the shelf and I said, okay, I have a lot of stuff to work through. I don't know what this year is going to look like. I don't know when I'll be able to do this. And then a lot happened in the next nine months after that. And it came close to fall. And I said, okay, I think this is time. And I talked with some people who were close to me. And I talked about the idea of doing a Kickstarter because I really wanted to build community around this idea too. It wasn't just about raising the money, but it was also about building a community who could engage with the idea to inspire them as well, to allow their dream to mutiny and kind of take over and take them on a journey too, like my dream was doing. So that's kind of what brought that around. Melissa, how did you decide what cities to visit? So the cities were completely about who lived there. I decided on the dreamers and I decided who I was going to be speaking with. And then it was whatever cities they were in. I was going to those cities. Wow. So what are some of the cities that you went to? So, yeah, so I started in L.A. and I went to San Francisco. I went to Vegas. I went to Tucson. I went to Portland, Houston, Dallas, Austin, Nashville, Chicago, Atlanta, D.C., Wilmington, North Carolina, New York. I think that's most of them. I don't yeah, know. That's a lot of traveling. <laughs> it was a lot. Oh, Minneapolis. I miss Minneapolis. Yeah, I went there too. All cool places. All right. So Melissa, how was this journey, this trip different than what you expected? Yeah. So it was completely different than what I, well, I tried not to have, allow myself to have too many expectations of what it was going to be. I'm really bad about writing the story of how things are going to go in my head before it actually happens because I'm a writer and I see sometimes events unfolding before they do. I think that maybe a lot of writers are that way and that's why we become writers, but we kind of see the threads of things that will be and how they might weave together. And I do that sometimes with my life. I see events that could potentially come together and I write the story in my head before it happens. And so I tried really hard not to do that with this trip. I just tried to go into it and say, okay, whatever's going to happen, let it happen and let it unfold. But I did have some ideas about what would happen. I had a schedule. You would be so proud of me, Jared. I had a virtual assistant. So ding, ding, ding. A really, really amazing woman named Sarah Miller. She has kept me organized. I wouldn't have been able to do this without her. 
but we had a schedule and everything was color coded and it was all blocked off in specific time blocks. And I was going to be in this city at this time and flying out at this time and riding the train at this time. Yeah. None of that really worked out that way. In the middle of all of it, my dad ended up in the hospital. He had quadruple bypass surgery a couple of years ago and one of his bypasses disintegrated. And so I ended up spending a few extra days in Chicago and spending time with him and all of that. And I'm really thankful for that. I wouldn't trade that for days of travel with anyone, you know, no matter how important they might be. And so with that, I had to make adjustments. I canceled a couple cities. I canceled some interviews with some people and everyone was very gracious, but it doesn't work out like you plan. And there are other things that happen too. You know, I crunched a tire of a rental car. I even had any accidents and I was going 10 miles an hour in a subdivision and I ran into a curb and I've never in my 16 years of driving, I've never had anything like that occur. So there's all of these different moments of things evolving and changing and having to let go of the control and saying, okay, like, sure, I'll ride with you and take, let you take me wherever we're going to go and wherever we're going to eat and whatever we're going to do. Cause I'm just here to spend time with you. And it was a great thing. I've learned a lot. So that's incredible. Now you said you based the trip on the people that you were interviewing. How did you decide on who to interview? And then Tell us some of the people you actually interviewed. Like, who are these people and why should we know them? So the people that I chose to interview, as I said, they're all people who have impacted me with their work or with our interactions or sometimes both in the past year and a half. And as I began thinking about my story in the past year and a half, and also thinking about people who were dreamers and doers, not just family and very close friends. I started thinking about who would I want to sit down and talk to about their journey and how they've gotten to where they are and what that looked like and all of these different things. And so I chose people who maybe I, there are a couple of them that I knew really well, but some of them I had met only once. And some of them I had only talked with maybe online or maybe only tweeted with once, or maybe had just interacted with their work and never had interacted with them. So I emailed them or Twitter DM'd them or a variety of different ways of contacting them. And a majority of them immediately said yes and were really willing to. So a couple of the dreamers that I have met with and some of these people you will know and some of these people you may not know, but you should know all of them because all of them are doing amazing things and all of them are really, really incredible human beings. So one of the first people that I want to tell you about is a woman. Her name is Terry Murphy and Jared actually knows her very well. And she is a counselor and she also wrote a book called Connect. And it is about whole person therapy and connecting with yourself and connecting with people around you and connecting with God. And she is just a really, really incredible human being. And so meeting with her when I was in Franklin, Tennessee, that was a really really incredible experience. And I ended up, I had another meeting I was supposed to go to that afternoon and I ended up canceling that meeting so I could spend more time with her. So that was really great. So an obvious one that I feel like a lot of people know about, he was one of the first ones that we announced, but was John Acuff. But actually not everyone knows this. So I actually interviewed John and Jenny Acuff together. I am writing about their story as an entire story as one story. 
instead of just writing about John. So I feel like their story is better told when you look at it as a whole, because they do things together as a unit. It's not just John, even though he's the one who's on the stage a lot. So that was pretty amazing too. And that also happened when I was in Franklin, when I was in Nashville. So another person that I interviewed who I really enjoyed interviewing was when I was in Houston and that was Doug Wheelock. And he is an astronaut. He works for NASA and he has been up to the International Space Station and spent quite a bit of time there. And now he trains the other astronauts that go up on missions and he works with them in mission control and things like that. So that was really amazing. I got to interview him actually on the floor of the Apollo 13 mission control room. So that was pretty cool. So those are just a couple of them. Yeah, clearly there's a, you know, it's obvious that these people are interesting and amazing. What are some of the other common threads that you found with all of the people that you interviewed? Yeah. So, and both of you guys are very much this way because you're dreamers and doers. So you'll be able to relate to this. They're all very high performing, very highly driven individuals. So one of the things that we talked about a lot was the difficulty they have in pursuing rest intention, like they have to pursue rest intentionally. It's not something that just comes naturally to them. And they find it really difficult to even try and pursue. They hate rest. It's like their least favorite thing is resting. They'd rather be working on a project. They'd rather be involved with something else. So that's a kind of a common thread. Also, the tendency to take on a lot of different projects, you know, have a lot of ideas. But the thing that's common with the people that I interviewed is they're dreamers and doers. So they don't just say, oh, I have a new idea. I'm going to leave this old idea behind and not finish it. They finish that. And then they also work on this other idea along with it, too. So they're accomplishing a lot. They're dreaming and they're doing a lot of different things. That was kind of the common thread and common theme among them. So now something like this far out on the road and away from home and away from your family for the most part and everything like that, that has to almost affect some sort of change inside of you. Have you noticed that about yourself, like something about you has changed or you've changed or, you know, this trip is having any kind of effect on you? Has it changed you at all? Absolutely. I feel like a different person than when I started this. And that is one thing that, you know, Jared, you asked, um, how has this gone differently than what you expected? Or, But this is one thing that I would say I did expect and did happen. I knew that I would be different at the end of the trip. I didn't know how, but I knew that I would be different. And, you know, I think that we, re- we get really good at putting up walls and putting up masks in front of the world. And sometimes those masks are really useful. You know, we need them so that we're not just blaring our emotions out in every direction. And that can be a good thing because you have to walk through life. You know, you have to do whatever business interactions you have to do. You have to go to the grocery store. You have to whatever. And you can't just be sitting down and having a breakdown or a meltdown or whatever in the middle of that. But then sometimes those translate into having bigger walls that get really difficult to overcome in our relationships, whether it be our friendships or romantic relationships or business relationships even. And you block people off. And I found through this trip, through the stories and so many people loving me, just loving me in different ways and just showing me that love, just taking me in. I had one friend, she met me at the airport and she brought me food and then she took me to her house and she is a masseuse. And so she had her massage table laid out and she said, I know it's been like, you've been going, going, going. It's been really rough and you've been working really hard. I'm giving you a massage before you go to sleep. 
just little moments like that, where people were just loving me well, you know, in the midst of all of this, all of that over the course of these 40 days, it tore down my walls, you know, all of the things, all of the difficult things that have happened this year that made those walls become so high. All of these moments of people loving me well, not even asking for anything from me, just loving me where I was and loving me well, it tore those down. And so I think at the end of this, I am more of who I was created to be and I'm more me and I'm learning and I'm healing and I'm sure it'll look even more different in the next few months and a year from now. But I would say that this trip has completely changed who I am and the way I see the world around me and the way I see people around me and the way I see relationships in general. Uh, Melissa, what is another one of your big takeaways from the trip? Let go. (laughs) I mean, not to get all like frozen on us or anything like that, but (laughs) like, let it go. Just let go. And don't try and control every moment of every day. Let go of the things that don't serve you anymore. Before this trip, I like... I chopped off my hair because it wasn't serving me anymore. And I had had long hair my entire life. I also got rid of some relationships that were pretty toxic to me that weren't serving me anymore. I kind of cut those out of my life. And so I think that this trip has been about letting go, you know, and just letting go of the hard moments, too, that have happened. Just let it go, because when you let it go, there's room for good stuff to fill that space. So now, as I guess sort of a wrap up for our conversation here, give us something like who is someone that's doing something to interest you or is inspiring you lately? Is there someone or a group maybe that you're keeping an eye on because they're doing good work and they've been inspiring you? Yeah. So actually, there's two that I would say. I met so many people along the way and there's so many people I'd love to tell you about. But I just talked to Matt Chambers today. And he has a nonprofit called Safe World, and he's also has a startup called Generous, and it's Jenner.us, but it's pronounced Generous. And it's really, really an amazing organization, and you need to go check it out. Just go to G-E-N-E-R.us and see what they're doing there. And they're getting ready to do a a really great Thanksgiving campaign that's going to come out in the next few days. Uh, You guys will be seeing that. But I would encourage you to go check out the website and see what that's all about. So he's doing something really awesome. And then the other person I would tell you about is Sarah Harmeyer with Neighbors Table. And she has a really incredible story. And her organization is really amazing, too. You can check it out at NeighborsTable.com. So both of them are doing some amazing things. And I would encourage you to check out their work. Good stuff. Melissa, what is the best place for the listeners to stay connected with you online? So the very best place to stay connected with me is my Twitter account. You can go there. It's at Melissa Hawks, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-H-A-W-K-S. And if you go and you follow me on Twitter, you're going to get a wild amalgam of things. I really love space. So sometimes you'll see me tweet about space, but I'll also just tweet about things that are happening in my life or just funny things that I find or really a lot of random stuff. So be prepared, but it'll be a good time. We'll have fun. I'm also a little awkward, so you'll get some of that too. The other place that you can find me is mutinyofdreamers.com. That's the blog. And you can follow along with things that are still occurring and still happening there. And there's some really great stories on there from the trip. And there's going to be some more stories from some of the people who sponsored me or who funded the trip and their stories will be on there as well soon. So 
And of course, your book, your book will be at some point coming out. Yes. So right now we're talking with publishers right now. And so that's going to probably be a little extended. I'm not self-publishing, so it's not a right away thing, but we'll keep you updated on that. Any final words or thoughts for the listeners you've inspired so generously today? So I would say this, I would say that I think that most of you who are listening to Jared's podcast probably are aware of this because you're listening to Jared's podcast and you've probably heard things like this before because he's a really inspiring man. But I would say that all of us are created to do something and all of us are created with a dream. And so you have something that you are created to do. And it's so important that you find that thing that you are created to do, because when you begin living that thing that you were created to do, you are filling your role and your piece of the greater narrative of the greater story. And that makes it a better story as a whole. So that's what I would say to you. It's really important that you do that and you find that. Well said. Melissa, I really appreciate uh, you sharing your journey with us and best wishes to you and the upcoming book and just everything associated with that. And of course, Corey, thank you for taking time as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Jared. Let it go. Just let go. And don't try and control every moment of every day. Let go of the things that don't serve you anymore. Before this trip, I like I chopped off my hair because it wasn't serving me anymore. And I had had long hair my entire life. I also got rid of some relationships that were pretty toxic to me that weren't serving me anymore. I kind of cut those out of my life. And so I think that this trip has been about letting go you know, and just letting go of the hard moments too that have happened. Just let it go. Because when you let it go, there's room for good stuff to fill that space.